You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I run in that place and thank you. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Going to be with you again this morning, James Ludeman, Joe Gaither filling in today for Martin Houston. And uh, boy, do we have a jam-packed show to get to today. Uh, Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Alabama men's basketball victory. It is Victory Thursday, Joe. Love it. Instead of Victory Monday, it's just Victory Thursday. Alabama just keeps on winning. 10-0 in the SEC. Uh, First time, I think, in what's like 65 years or something. I mean, it's been a long time uh, since they have been this dominant uh, on the basketball scene inside of the SEC. So we'll break down that game, kind of go through some some things that happened last night uh, with that. Of course, yesterday was also National Signing Day. Uh, and Alabama, once again, just continues to bring, <laughs> to bring on talent. Uh, that is just, uh, it's, it's getting hard to find an adjective to describe uh, what Alabama has been able to do uh, for signing day. Of course, we, we talked yesterday about Kamar Wheaton. Uh, that one kind of stands out to me uh, as being one of the big ones from yesterday. Boy, Joe, he's uh, joining a, a a group of running backs. I've, I don't I don't recall a time where I've seen this many this many running backs on one team. Uh, so we'll break down some of those uh, decisions that happened yesterday. Of course, we're going to take your phone calls on the Taco Casa hotline. You can call us at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Of course, Taco Casa under the biggest cactus in town sponsors the program. The hotline. And you can go to tacocasa.com. Quality since 1974. You'll always find Tuscaloosa's best fast food Mexican restaurant. Great quality food that is always fresh. And, of course, been a part of the community in Tuscaloosa since 1974. Visit tacocasa.com to find the nearest location to you. Taco Casa, under the biggest cactus in town good morning joe how are we doing today oh having a great day today uh excited you know it's thursday so in the back half of the week ready to wrap this bad boy up boy it's been a long week man i, I don't oh, know what it is it, it's just to, really I, i'm like least. the complete opposite i'm like boy this, this is dragging on this week it's because the super bowl sunday and my team's in it I, I think that that's probably why i'm just like the closer we get to sunday the more antsier i'm getting <laughs> it just seems like uh, man, I, I don't know, man. I may have to partake in some, you know, some some of that liquid courage this Sunday. I don't know. We're gonna find out. But uh, how are you feeling about the Super Bowl? Are, are, you, are you expecting to win now at this point? I mean, boy. things change every day. But on Thursday, Thursday morning, how are you feeling? I'm numb. I I, I mean, I literally I don't know. You know, I heard somebody say this yesterday on another radio program I listened to in Tampa, and they said that this is probably the best Super Bowl matchup that could have come out of this season. Uh, and he's right about that, 100%. I mean, you got, you've got you got the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it, Tom Brady, uh, taking a team who, f- just being honest with you, for the last several years has been kind of the butt of every joke, uh, has not been very good. 
uh, and, and has completely come in and changed the culture of losing and turned them into a winning franchise this season. Uh, you know, it, it's been weird because you, you look at their journey and what they've done. You know, they lost to the Saints twice during the season, came back in the playoffs, took care of business. Uh, lost, or well, actually beat the Packers during the season and then had to play them in the NFC Championship game and, and took care of business again. They played Kansas City in week, I think it was seven or six, and and literally Tyreek Hill, I think they went up 24-7 to seven in the first half. I mean, they had like 450 yards of offense, the Chiefs. Uh, so that, that concerns me, but... You know, it's going to be interesting to see if the defense can play as well as they've been playing. I, I think the defense has played better uh, over the last several weeks. But uh, so long story short, Joe, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel right now. I, I'm not I'm not confident, uh, but I, I am just hoping uh, for a good game. That That's that's what I hope every Super Bowl. I don't know if you're like that. Uh, even the national championship, like. When I went to Miami to see this game, you know, Alabama-Ohio State, I was like, okay, I, I want Alabama to win. Don't get me wrong. But I'm one of those people, and, and, and I don't think you're like this because I think we had this conversation, but I, I like to see close games. I, I'm not a fan of blowouts, you know, especially in a, in a title game. You know, like the Super Bowl, I, I don't like to see a blowout. I like to see a competitive game that is that is down to the wire uh i guess it's different when your team's in it but <laughs> but uh you know i don't know i'm not i'm not 100% confident i wouldn't be confident either honestly i think the yeah. i think the chiefs have, have just a you can't bet against patrick mahomes and tyreek hill I'm, i i think that they're unstoppable i i wouldn't disagree with that and and i'm look patrick mahomes is fantastic i i think he's uh, it's kind of interesting because you've got Tom Brady, who's done this for 20-plus years uh, in the Super Bowl, and then you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's in his second Super Bowl in a row, uh, of course, defending champs, and it's just had a great start to his career and could potentially, if if he stays healthy and you know things go the way they go, uh, could be the next could be the next Tom Brady. I, I, I think he has the talent and ability to do it. Uh, I've never doubted the Chiefs, man. Uh, when you got Patrick Mahomes behind center, you're good. I mean, there's just no getting around that. Uh, but, man, the weapons they got, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think is going to be one of the best running backs in the league before it's all said and done. Tyreek Hill is the fastest dude I've ever seen play football. Uh, and, and I mean that. I, I have never seen anybody that can catch a football and just – burst of speed the way that, that this man does. Maybe the only other guy would be Alvin Kamara because uh, I think Kamara is really fast too. But um, So anyway, it's going to be fun. It, it's going to be fun to see what happens Sunday. And, and hopefully, again, I would love to see my team win. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I would love to see a competitive game. Uh, I, I think for me too, the other thing, Joe, also is I, I didn't have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. Like, I didn't. I had us losing in the in the. NFC Championship game in my early season prediction. I didn't think Tom Brady was going to lead them all the way to the promised land this year. So, I, I mean, my expectations are are you know already above where they where they were. So, you know, I'll take it for what it is. All right. So I want you to remember this at about nine o'clock on Sunday. Uh, no matter what happens, just you got to remember. Yeah, you, you gotta we remember made what it. you said. That's right. At about That's right. Whatever the time it is, probably. Game starts at five, right? Four or five? I think it's six. Is it six? I don't know. Somewhere in that. Somewhere in that neighborhood. We'll find out before tomorrow's show. <laughs> we should probably know that. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Just you know. So hold on to that feeling. All right. Six thirty. Six thirty. Six thirty on Sunday. Hold on to that feeling when uh you know about nine or ten o'clock when the game is winding down and Patrick Mahomes is holding up that trophy uh, that you said that uh, I can't even think about that I don't want to think about it you I don't said think you're about already it. satisfied I am satisfied to some degree but you know what hey Tom Brady's come in first season with the Bucks led them to a Super Bowl done something that no other team by the way has ever done a Super Bowl in your hometown and 
they're they're in the dance. And you know what? If you're in the dance, you got a chance. And that's that's where it boils down to. All right. Let's uh, shift gears here. I know everybody's listening to the NFL talk this morning. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. By the way, are the Bears going to get Deshaun Watson? I hope so. Is that the rumor I'm seeing right now? Well, every team's going to get Deshaun Watson. That's <laughs> Miami's going to get it Deshaun Watson. It depends on which team you're looking at. But I, but I hope so. I hope they sell literally everything, anything and everything they need to get him. Bring him on in. So do you do you just dump the kitchen sink to get Deshaun Watson? Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, how many first-round picks do you need? Ten? Five? You know, Well, we saw what the, the Rams did with the Lions. I mean, they dumped to get Jared Goff out of there. I mean, yeah. they – wow. Two first-rounders and, and, and Goff to get, to, get, uh, to get Stafford. So that's a, a pretty nice haul. I, I, what I'm thinking is – or what I've been seeing is two, two ones, two twos, and two uh, defensive players, which that's fine. Mm. By Roquan Smith. Wow. That's a lot, though. I mean, that's a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, he's worth it. Don't get me wrong. Important he's, position in sports. No, I agree, and he's one hundred percent worth it. I, I think Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's just been a, unfortunately a victim of a bad offense, and uh, boy, that, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. All right, let's transition. Talk some Alabama basketball last night. Uh, I'm just going to make a statement. I, I know we're going to take some calls here in just a few minutes, but boy, there is not. Uh, Joey talked about it over the last several days. Uh, we really hoped that Alabama would respond uh, coming off of a loss against a good Oklahoma team. Uh, and and we, we talked about it all week. We said, what kind of team are we going to see on Wednesday night? Are we going to see the team that's, you know, coming back and bouncing back strong inside of the SEC schedule? Or are we going to see the team that played in Norman on Saturday? And while they didn't shoot well from three, we have to start with that because they went six for 24, shot 25% from three, but they were able to shoot 47% from field goal range, 33 of 69. The big stat, Joe, and this is the one we talked about the most, Rebounding. They out rebounded LSU fifty one to thirty-five. That is where you want to win. Forty one defensive rebounds to twenty-six for LSU. Big time, big time there. Points in the paint was the other stat uh that was really impressive. Fifty two points in the paint last night. I think that, that if I I'd have to go back and look just to double check. But I think that's probably a season high. It, it has to be, because this is, uh, you know, this is a team that that lives by the three, and and sometimes you live by the three, you die by the three. But I think that's what Nate Oates has done so well. Is even when they're not shooting particularly well from three point range, they've been able to really turn it around in other areas, and that's that that's been a big key for this team defensively too. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about rebounds, uh, giving up so many offensive rebounds to really to Mississippi State and to Oklahoma, yeah. uh, getting beat up in the paint really in those, in those two matchups. But to come away with, uh, only giving them nine offensive rebounds, clearing the boards 41 times defensively, wow. uh, that, 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 that's the kind of attitude and that's the kind of numbers you like to see, uh, w- when you're looking for that bounce back game, you're looking for, is the team going to respond? Is the team going to come back out and, and, and have that edge that okay we you know we we, we lost the game to Oklahoma kind of t- tough midseason road contest uh, are, are we going to snap snap back into focus and find that physical edge underneath the basket and uh, it, it, you know. It, Really, rebounding is just about want to. Re- rebounding yeah. is about positioning and, and want to. So if you, you it know, is. Uh, if you're not uh, getting, if you're not getting rebounds, you're either not in position or you don't want it bad enough, or probably both. And so to, to come back uh, against LSU and uh, have a strong rebounding day, it, it shows that whatever Coach Oates has been saying in Alaska, pro- really since that Oklahoma loss, uh, has probably really been sinking in, uh, sinking into the team and and, and effective, been been effective messaging. Well, you know, it was it was interesting when Nate Oates was talking the other day. It, he said, you know, I think some of this loss is on me because we didn't do things well fundamentally. And sometimes you have to go back and just do fundamentals. And, and that's, I feel like they did that, and it shows that they did it. 
because the the things that they didn't do well on Saturday in Norman, they did very well last night. Rebounding, for instance. So, um, how about Juwan Gary last night? Fourteen minutes, six for eight shooting, seven rebounds last night for Juwan Gary, and uh, ended up with twelve points too. Uh, fantastic effort from him uh, last night. We had five players for Alabama in double figures. Of course, led by uh, Jaden Shackelford, who went 7 for 16 last night. Didn't shoot well from 3, 1 for 7, uh, but went 4 for 4 in, in free throws. Also had 3 rebounds and 2 assists, and he had 19 points in 29 minutes. So that that's that's a big game for uh, Shackelford. It was good to see him bounce back. We're going to continue to break down this game uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to take a break. I see we got a phone call on Taco Casa Hotline. We'll get to that right on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or problems as we crank up our Thursday morning drive. Traffic steady on McFarland eastbound coming through Northport going down toward Lurley. If you see conditions, of course, just give us a call. Get a sweetheart of a deal. It's Valentine's Month at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Clouds increasing today with a fairly mild afternoon, the high 62. Tonight, cloudy with rain likely at times, the low at 39. Tomorrow, becoming partially sunny, the high 52. And for Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with a high at 55. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Glad to have you with us here as we, uh, we're talking some SEC basketball this morning. Uh, we got a lot to get into as well about National Signing Day. We got Hank South coming up here soon, so we'll talk to him about uh, some of the signings that took place yesterday. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump out to the Taco Casa hotline this morning. We got Lake Martin John on the line. Good morning. How are you? Hey, gentlemen, I can't tell you how much fun I had last night watching that game. Uh, that Even my wife was all excited during that game. <laughs> that was something to watch, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it. look, it was one of those games where we hoped that they would, you know, respond after a loss, and, and I felt that they did a good job of doing that. Great response to, to the Oklahoma game. A couple of questions. I uh, love the rebound. I believe it was our friend Tom who was talking yesterday when he said it just seemed like when the ball came off the rim out in Oklahoma, it just seeped out and found an Oklahoma player. So I, I got to ask, do you think – you mentioned two things on rebound earlier, James, when you said it's either I don't care uh, enough or either it's like a hustle. Do you think that was the, the case out in Oklahoma or was that just a better team? You know, it's hard for me to to sit here and say that it was lack of hustle. I, I'm I know Joe had made that comment. I I don't I don't want to sit here and say well they they didn't care or you know they didn't no. hustle hard enough because I don't think that's necessarily the case. But I think the point that Joe was trying to make was when you get out hustled for a rebound, it shows. And I think there was some, there was some of that. I think Oklahoma just maybe wanted it more. I, I don't know if that's you know, fair a fair analysis to say because I think Alabama still, you know, again was playing as hard as they could have. Uh, but I think there is a lot of that that just comes with, you know, the territory. You played a really good Oklahoma team. I mean, they beat three ranked teams within a week uh, or a week and a half. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where I, I don't want to sit here and say that Alabama just didn't care uh, because some of the rebounds that were going to them, by the way, were just finicky. It, it would yeah. just, it would, especially the offensive rebounds. It seemed like 
a lot of times they, they had three or four guys down there to get it. And it just took a funny bounce to, to somebody way out behind three-point range yeah. uh, that was just really weird. But, you know, I also think that there was motivation for Oklahoma that's hard to find anywhere else. When you're missing yeah. a couple of teammates, you know, you compensate. And, you, and, and I think each person kind of took that on themselves. I really think during the football season – uh, the the game that uh, Nick Saban wasn't on the sideline, I, I kind of thought that the team kind of really wanted to to work out for them good, and so that that Oklahoma team they just wanted it real bad, and they knew they were unmanned. I mean, it's a good point, and and look, when you're playing for something or when you're playing for other teammates, sometimes things happen, and uh, like I said, it, it was one of those games last night that you really hoped that Alabama was going to rebound, uh, no pun intended, uh, in several ways. Uh, yeah. but th- And they did. And listen, they took care of business against an SEC opponent. I said it on the show yesterday. I, I The loss to Oklahoma, while, yeah, it was a loss, you have to understand that, you're first of all, you're not going to win every game unless you're Baylor and Gonzaga because uh, those two teams are just crazy good. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you take the losses and go, okay, what can we what can we learn from this? What can we improve on? And I think there were a number of things that Alabama was was kind of exposed in, even even the couple of games before Oklahoma. Uh Alabama had some things to work on and, and they got exposed. And yeah. and I think last night was a, a product of saying, Okay, we need to get back to the fundamentals, we need to get back to what we what we do best. And that is scoring and rebounding. And I thought they did both very well. Although, again, they didn't score very well from three. They apparently didn't have to. Because when you score 52 points in the paint, chances are you're going to win the game. You know, Jays, I was thinking about that earlier. It was really really encouraging to me to say, okay, this team lives by the three, but they can survive by the field goal. It's like Alabama. Hey, we can kill you running or uh, running the ball or passing the ball, but – yeah, it was really good to see that if the three ain't there, they got something else to jump on the back of, you know? Absolutely. And and I 100% agree with you, Joe. There's some a funny stat up here that we didn't talk about. Uh, Alabama had six free throws last night. You know how many uh, LSU had? 22. Wow. A little, like dis- a little discrepancy there. I, think. I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I, I think, again, and, and I'm look, I'm not going to sit here and blame officiating. For Saturday, but that officiating in that second half of that Oklahoma game was horrendous. And anybody who tells you otherwise got a bloody nose and got called for a foul. How? I'm still trying to figure this (laughs) figure this out. Oh, anyway, anything else, Lake Martin, John? No, I just appreciate you guys and uh, bless you and have a great day, my friend. Hey, you too. Appreciate you calling there, man. And that's uh, Lake Martin, John, uh, joining us on the Taco Casa Hotline. Always with some great takes. Uh, this morning, Joe, do you do you agree with him? Do you, do you think it's, you know, do you think Alabama on this past Saturday? I know we're kind of looking back here, but I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier about the lack of hustle on rebounds and stuff. Is is that the case? Do you think? I don't know. I I, I think it's a. I mean, I mentioned two things for rebounding: positioning and, and want to. Right. Uh, and, and the positioning thing uh, kind of goes. I won't say it was the lack of want to. I think it may have may, may have probably been a a, a little bit of. Uh, a, a, a little bit of not being able to, you know, uh, kind of getting running out of gas a little bit. You know, our team's been a little beat up over the last handful of weeks. Herb Jones has so, dealing with his his deal. No Jordan Bruner. Alex Reese yeah. is playing increased minutes. Rojas has been out. So, you, you know, you, you're kind of getting a little thin there on the front court uh, with guys that you're wanting to play. I think it's attention to detail uh, when it comes to to positioning. Uh, I definitely think that the guys want to. I think we've seen a, a better overall hustle in the program uh, since Coach Oates has taken over. Uh, but but you know, I can, you can want to as bad as you want, uh, or, or you know, you can want to you can want to go accomplish something. But uh, you, you got to have that attention to detail as well, which is comes in the yeah. positioning. Uh, yeah. So so I th- I think that uh, maybe there was a you know you heard Coach Oates on. Uh, 
Monday talk about uh, you know getting back to the fundamentals and, yeah. and kind of stripping back to the basics. Maybe there's a little bit of that to, of saying you know when the shot goes up, you got to find your man, who you're boxing out, uh, and make sure you're in good positioning. And the want to would take over after that. That's true. And this team has has a lot of talent. I mean, it's it, there's too much talent on this team, honestly, for them to to not want to hustle and to play well. Uh, every game and uh, boy it showed last night again 78 to 60 Alabama takes the W uh, last night on a 47 percent field goal percentage evening uh, and of course a rebound of uh, a 51 to 35 and uh, so definitely a very very good night for the Alabama Crimson Tide we'll come back to some basketball here in just a few minutes but coming up on the other side of this break uh, we're going to talk to Hank South, 24-7 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Going to join the program. We're going to talk some National Signing Day yesterday. It was a big day for Alabama, and we're going to talk about it with Hank South coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or problems as we crank up our Thursday morning drive. Traffic steady on McFarland eastbound coming through Northport going down toward Lurley. If you see conditions, of course, just give us a call. Get a sweetheart of a deal. It's Valentine's Month at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. You. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show as we enter the third quarter of action here live from the uh, the studio today. James Ludeman, Joe Gaither hanging out with you here in studio. Joe doing the, the hard work today over there as he's been doing all week and as he does most often. So thank you to the Iron Man, Joe Gaither, this morning. We're going to jump out to the Taco Casa hotline this morning. We're going to bring in our guest, uh, Hank South, who does recruiting for Bama Online, a part of 24-7 Sports. Hank, good morning. Welcome to the program. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are y'all? Man, we're uh, living the dream over here. Alabama basketball, 10-0. and Football number one in recruiting. I, I I don't. I think it's a good time to be a fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think you would agree with that. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's a pretty pretty wild stretch um, <laughs> with everything happening. Like you said, uh, you know, coming right off the national championship in football, basketball is 
I guess, what, a projected one seed now after last night's win. Yeah. Football has the best class ever. Um, so pretty peak Bama fandom time, I think. Hank, I wanted to ask about that because there, and, and this was another show I was listening to yesterday uh, with with Barry, and, and he made the comment yesterday to say that, that it's hard to say that this is the best recruiting class, uh, but this is probably the top-rated recruiting class. But would you, would you say that this is the best recruiting class that, that we've seen at Alabama maybe ever? Yeah, I mean, certainly on paper. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it kind of blew past the, the, you know, looking at the team ranking score on 24-7 sports, the the bar had been set by the 2010 Florida Gators. I think the score was 324-67 um, for the overall team ranking score. Uh, and Alabama yesterday set it to uh, 327-91. So that's not only, like, going wow. past it. It's, like, pretty it, – it's, like, setting it up there pretty high, which – you know, I'm not sure it's going to be uh, matched, you know, anytime soon, um, you know, going forward. Um, so certainly on paper, it's the best class ever. You know, it's not only the highest team ranking score, it's the, it's the highest um, per player commit score as well. So if you look at their player grades, um, the average player grade in the class is 95, which is which is also a record. Um, and and that's, 20, that's out of 27 signees. So, I mean, it just goes to show the top to bottom it's a really, really strong class, but you know, yeah, looking at what classes have done, you know, it's still kind of, still kind of hard to argue with that 2017 class in terms of what they accomplished. You know, obviously, if the 2021 class goes in there, wins three national titles, and, and you know, does that produces another Heisman winner or two, and and, uh, and all that, then, then yeah, we can start talking about best class ever. But uh, yeah, yeah, on, on paper, yes, um, we'll see. You know, how how, the, how it all pans out once they're uh, once they start playing. I had one of our callers ask me a question the other day and, and asked me who I thought out of this group, and there's a lot of great talent. I mean, a lot of five-star recruits uh, who I think could be, you know, the next great Alabama player. And one of them I told them was Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. However, uh, I am, I am starting to get swayed a little bit based on what we saw, uh, yesterday with running back Kamar Wheaton, uh, signing his official intent to play yesterday uh what is what does a guy like kamar wheaton bring to alabama because the, and, and the reason i'm asking is because obviously there there are a lot of running backs in this group right now uh so what does a guy like kamar wheaton bring to this team you know i i he's just one of these these uh you know personal running backs they somebody said on the bol message board yesterday or maybe i'm not sure where i saw it but somebody uh compared him to Jamal Charles. And I hadn't thought about that yet, but it, I, I think it, it really kind of matches that. Um, he's just been a really productive player um, in his high school career. His, his senior season was cut short a little bit. I think he I think he only played in six games as a senior, and obviously, you know, uh, the coronavirus and all that impacted impacted that um, everywhere. So, you know, we didn't really get to see him at a full, full go in 2020. But, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, he tests well. Um, he, he's obviously incredibly athletic. He's really agile. Um, you know, can run between the tackles, can bounce to outside. And, and so, you know, I think he's kind of everything you just kind of look for in a running back and a complete package. And, you know, to get him in a year where you weren't really even pressing that hard for a running back. Um, I mean, <laughs> that, that's just kind of like a nice example of, uh, how, how everything kind of went for, for Alabama in the 2021 cycle. Um, you know, I mean, two days before he committed to Alabama, um, you know, it, it was still expected that he was going to pick Oklahoma, and then the you know momentum kind of changed the night before, and, and he committed to Alabama. Now I put out a tweet yesterday, kind of detailing the 2021 backfield for, for Alabama, and you know I think what like seven guys that, that yeah. could probably all be a Power Five starter on their own at a different school. So just a loaded loaded backfield for Alabama going forward. I mean, uh, just real quick, we're gonna and we have a caller. Uh, we got Pat on the line who's gonna join us here in a second. But what? What? I mean, what do you do with this many running? It's like <laughs> any any of these guys that you mentioned could be, you know, really number one guys anywhere. Uh, so, I mean, what do you do when you have a? Because I think it, it, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Hank, but it, will any of these guys maybe consider leaving now that there there's just been so much as far as you know, talent in the running back class and, and maybe they're scared that their stock's going to go down a little bit. I mean, 
What what happens when you have a big group like this? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, mean, I guess we'll see. Um, you know, I, I think Bama's done one of the better jobs of any program in, you know, managing carries. I mean, they, they always have seemingly at least a couple five stars or, or you know, super high four star and yeah. you know, really talented backs on the roster. You know, you look back at the 2017 class when when uh, when Brian Robinson and Najee Harris came in, you know, they were, they were splitting carries with, uh, well, obviously they weren't split. I mean, you know, they, they were coming in, in a, uh, on a backfield that, you know, had uh, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, and, uh, you know, they've always managed to get the, get, you know, split carries and, and get a running back rotation in. So we'll see how they manage that. Obviously, you know, the, somebody's not going to have that many carries out of that group. But, uh, you know, who knows what Bill O'Brien's going to implement. You know, maybe it's a two-pack set, you know, get kind of creative with the offense and, and get these guys some touches. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, yeah, you, you never know going down the line. I'm not going to – I can't you know, sit here and speculate, oh, yeah, right. these guys are going to leave. But, you know, that's always something, you know, in this transfer portal area, era – you, you kind of watch out for um, with situations like that. Hank, uh, with the, the 2021 class pretty much wrapping up yesterday, as, you know, having the finale, how difficult was it for you as, a, as an evaluator and as a follower of recruit, recruiting, uh, covering that, you know, as your job? How difficult was it with the COVID-19? Not, you know, not uh, not every prospect was out there playing a high school season, and obviously the camps were all altered and canceled last summer. How much different and how much more difficult was it to evaluate uh, this year's class and do you feel confident in uh, the final rankings that you know twenty four seven sports puts out? Do you feel confident that, that you know how the, in the accuracy uh, of those rankings? Uh, yeah, I think you know. Luckily for me, I'm I'm not on our rankings council, so you know I I mainly just stick to uh, you know covering where the latest stands with recruiting. But um, certainly, you know, we, we we share our thoughts and, and give our feedbacks of, of guys we've seen, and a lot of these guys, you know, prior to uh, prior to this last you know, ten months, we, we've been able to see in person before so you have kind of you know base baseline idea of what they bring to the table and obviously you know um every, every you know recruiting has already been a very virtual um experience um prior to, to prior to the pandemic so you know that there's different ways you can uh you know you can get your tape out there whether it be huddle youtube uh twitter all that um so i mean yeah it's, it's definitely been a change as far as covering recruiting I don't think it, I mean, yeah, there's changes whether, you know, it's a dead period, there's not huge visitors weekends like we, we usually expected, but beyond that, you know, it, it didn't really feel like it, it changed much. You know, everyone kind of adjusted to uh, to how it was going to work, whether it be the Zoom calls or, you know, just virtual tours, all that. That kind of, uh, that was pretty an easy adjustment to make. It was, it was more just kind of weird for me covering it. You know, you got a, you know, you got Iron Bowl weekend or whatever. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there's, there's visitors, but you know they're going on their own. It's, it's three guys you're you're keeping an eye on when, when usually you know you've got 20 plus um, big names on campus for uh, for a big weekend like that. So you know I, I'm very confident in our in our rankings council. I think they did they did a really good job with the information they had, and, and obviously guys were still able to to get out and you know do some scouting um, in the in the states that you know did have seasons. Obviously the West Coast was a little bit different in other parts of the country, but I, I think for the most part our, our guys did a really good job. Um, whether it be getting out to, to see these guys during the season or, you know, just you know, tuning in on Friday nights to, to you know, the streaming apps and, and being able to, to you know, even watch more film than, than maybe they typically would be able to um, in a year where, you know, they might be out on the road more. I think if you do recruiting instead of, you know, Netflix and chill, it's just recruiting and chill because you just, you know, <laughs> you drag your wife or your girlfriend into it and it's like, hey, come watch this, you know, clip with me. All right, uh, we got a couple calls here on the Taco Casa hotline. Let's get Pat in the conversation. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Hank, would you agree that Coach Saban has got to be the greatest closer of all time? Uh, I was up at 3.30 yesterday morning uh, uh, reading about Kamar Wheaton, and, uh, hey, I I may never read SI again. They had me where I couldn't sleep between 3.30 and 8.30 a.m. yesterday morning. That, uh, I mean, uh, hey, but what Kamar Wheaton brings to the table, and you know, you've been talking about his uh, exports this morning already, but he ran a legitimate 10, 6, 200 meters. 10, 6, 200 meters is world class. I don't care who you are. And uh, having that kind of speed, do you agree that he could possibly come in and become a kick returner or a punt returner right off the bat. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of these guys in this class, you know, I, th- I think you make the argument that could come in and, and uh, return kicks right away. And I'm not ruling anybody out returning kicks after after Julio Billingsley was back there this season <laughs> returning kicks. Um, so no, yeah, I, I absolutely think he could bring a table. And you know, it was it's kind of funny with Kamar. You know, as kind of worried as people were, you know, once Sark left, once once uh, Jeff Banks left, Charles Huff left. You know, where did he stand? Was he going to flip? Back? Was he going to flip to Oklahoma? You know, was Texas going to flip him? In the last forty eight hours of recruitment, his recruitment felt a little bit more uh, certain as far as him sticking with Alabama than they had uh, really ever. Uh, you know, there, there was those around him that, that were saying, you know, they were pretty confident he was he was going to remain with Alabama and sign with the program. Uh, obviously, he, he followed through and did. And I'm not saying there wasn't some concern prior to that because he is kind of a, a unique guy. He wasn't really talking much or giving much indication of anything. But, um, yeah, no, the, I, I think, you know, I wasn't as nervous as you waking up on National Signing Day as far as what Kamar Wheaton was going to do. Okay. Well, uh, I was, uh, but I was really, really proud of Coach Saban uh, finishing yesterday afternoon with Arnold. And uh, the reason being is that Arnold is so versatile. Uh, I feel that uh, anywhere that Coach needs him, he can plug and play uh, as far yep. as the defensive backfield goes. And uh, I think from yep. the film I've seen of him, that uh, it looks like to me that he's going to be able to. Uh, possibly even play corner if needed what do you think yeah i agree uh, i think that's what makes his, you know him so valuable as a prospect and i think you can make that argument for several of the guys that were recruited in the secondary um that, that can kind of move around and, and fill different needs and just you know give you inherent depth just in the guys you have on the roster um but yeah i mean the, the job nick saban did the album is especially you know i guess you know the, the the early signing period takes kind of the drama away from staff changes and you know, how is that going to affect the class? Because most of the guys are already signed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were, there were some questions, you know, as far as, you know, how how the, the class was going to finish. Um, were they going to um, hold off Georgia and Florida for Terry on Arnold? And, you know, uh, and I agree with you on that Nick Saban is one of, you know, has the best closer in, in college football history. You know, I, I wrote on our message board last night on Bama Online because, you know, I had my picks on, on Bama for Terry on Arnold and, and Quincy McKinstry for, for a long time before they committed. And, and someone was asking me kind of what, what gave me confidence. And with, with Terry on Arnold, um, you know, he, he kind of he, he gave me indication that Bama was, you know, his favorite a while back. But, you know, he was going to let the process drag out a little bit and, you know, um, have fun with his recruitment. And, and then, you know, he, he said, and I think you mentioned this once on the show, you know, he, he said about a couple months ago, you know, Nick Saban really took on that primary recruiter role in his recruitment. And, you know, once that happens and you already are high on Alabama, you know, it's, it's not really wise to bet against Nick Saban in, in that kind of recruitment. So, um, you know, yeah, he did a re- the whole staff and, and especially, you know, Nick Saban did a really good job, you know, finishing out this class. Okay. Right. One last question. I feel that this class is not done uh, in reason being there's a variant of coronavirus in South Africa that is not uh, with the virus, I mean, with the uh, vaccines, is not uh, doing well. And uh, I don't know that uh, on-field or uh, in-person uh, recruiting, that, uh, hey, we're, we're in for the long haul here. And him being able to go to Ohio State uh, doesn't look well at this time. Uh, yeah, you know, you know. yeah, we'll see how that affects JT Tuimolo Al. He, he's kind of aiming towards late April or May even. And, and obviously, you know, the dead period right now ends April 15th, but, you know, they, they've shown no hesitation to move those dates back. I mean, I think they've what they've extended it like four or five times since the start of all of this. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I think regardless of, you know, whether they even open up visits again, I, I think, you know, visits as we know it are probably going to be pretty different in, in terms of, you know, how they're, they're conducted and all that, at least, you know, in 2021, um, vaccine or not, or, or, or protocol or not. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, it's going to be Bama, Ohio State. You know, the West Coast teams are, you know, hoping this delay in his decision is, is going to help them kind of keep him out there maybe. Um, you know, at USC with family ties to Southern California, um, hometown proximity to Washington and Oregon. But, uh, yeah, it still looks like it's Bama, Ohio State. You know, if, and like you said, I mean, if you can't visit Columbus, that that could be a a, a a huge a huge factor in that final decision. Gotcha. All right. All right. Thanks, yeah. Pat. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's jump out quickly before we get to break. Let's get Tom in here. Tom wants to ask something real quick. Good morning, Tom. Hey. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? Wonderful. Hey, Hank. Uh, 
when I, I, I recruiting is a entertainment thing for me. Uh, reading about kids, even if we don't get them, uh, I always pick out somebody that I think is going to be a good player for us or somebody. You know what I mean? And then it's always mm-hmm. interesting for me to follow, even if they're not playing for us. You know how that kid turned out and so forth. The prime example is Cam Akers that plays uh, uh, with the Rams. You know uh, we were we were in on him, and then he went to. Florida State, and then ended up in the league, and it's been a really good back. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right, now this year for me, uh, the the kid that I picked out that is of interest to me is Kyrie Jackson because not only is he an outstanding defensive player, I tell you what, when you watch him play offense, he's uh, he's got skills. I wanted to get your take on Kyrie Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually kind of penciled him as like you know a guy that could come in there and start right away um obviously you know juco guys are recruited for you know to come in and make an immediate impact or you know for the experience they've already kind of put together and obviously he's been already at the, Ju- the juco level he's not playing this season due to, with pandemic and everything but um ha- has put together kind of a, an, an impressive uh run so far um in, in the spots he's been and, and yeah you know you look at Kyrie jackson i mean 6'3", uh, you know, what, 190, 200, um, just length, athleticism, ball skills. Like you said, I mean, he, he's just as good a receiver as he is a defensive back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he, he's a really special talent and, and kind of a guy that gets overlooked. Obviously, you know, all these guys you could say good things about, you know, you know the flashy yeah, names. Yeah, well, I like, I like the ones that get overlooked by everybody else yeah. and pick him out because I get self-gratification, as Coach Saban says, of being – if, if a guy turns out and he's really good, I, you know, I'm right. But uh, listen, uh, last question. I'm getting out of the way. Uh, Kyrie Jackson eligibility. How much? I, be- I believe he has two years left to play, but I, I'm I'm still not sure how how they're they're throwing in the uh, the juco. Well, this rule. year didn't count. Right, right. I'm not so. I think he has. I need to go back and look because I, I mean we have it written somewhere and, and totally escaping my mind right now. But he has at least two years of eligibility to actually play because um, he hasn't used a red yeah, year. Hey, Hank, that would so. be in a normal uh, year. Uh, right. Come out of so uh, think UCO yeah. and have three to play two. And um, But I was thinking that he's darn near uh, got four years of eligibility. Yeah, and, you know, if he's as good as he, you know, we expect him to be, you know, he's probably only going to be at Alabama right. for one or two. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Uh, I enjoy Thursday. All right, Tom. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. And uh, that was Tom on the Taco Casa Hotline. Hank, uh, before we wrap it up here, I want to give you a chance to uh, just kind of share what you guys got going on, Bama Online and uh, 24-7 Sports, and uh, just plug yourself, man. Take it away. Yeah, you know, we're just going to uh, have some, some obviously, some, some recap coverage on National Signing Day. Probably look back on some of the, uh, the, the articles we did following the early signing period, update them with, with the two new signees, um, grading the class, all that kind of. But uh, what's fun about February, you start looking ahead to 2022, uh, start looking at, you know, the, the top targets and, you know, who, who's most interested in Alabama. So you kind of just change gears real quick, and that's always fun. And, you know, obviously our, our team writers do a great job um, re- recapping the football season. Obviously there's a lot going on with basketball too. So um, BamaOnline.com, and I think anytime you want to try it out, it's a dollar for your first month. So it's a, it's a fun time to join for sure. Hank, real quick, yes or no answer, if, if you can. I know it's probably a complicated question before we let you go, but can Alabama finish undefeated in the SEC in basketball? I, I'm going to say yes. I mean, okay. I, I don't see why not with, with what they've shown so far. I think the only thing that could hold them back is, you know, uh, you know they, they are banged up. You know, does that yeah. catch up with them and, you know, bite them in, bite them in the butt a couple times? But, uh, I mean, regardless, they've, what, they've already – they're already over, well over 500 or whatever. I, I don't know the actual, what, 19 games, right? 18 games? Yeah, so, somewhere. And in they're in good shape regardless. But, yeah, I, I think it, it's feasible um, to, 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 to do that, yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Hank South, 24-7 Sports, him online, recruiting, does a great job. Go check out his stuff. Uh, great article on there about the um, – <laughs> excuse me. Wow. Uh, recruiting class in history on Bama Online. Thanks, Hank. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. All right. That was uh, me getting choked up. I'm so I'm just so moved by the recruiting 
uh, aspect. Let's take our final break. We'll wrap it up real quick here on the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, traffic moving well around the area with no wrecks or delays. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. Get a sweetheart of a deal. It's Valentine's Month at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning, Cottondale State Senator Gerald Allen is proposing an amendment to the state constitution that would require a majority vote to pass any sales or use tax increases by municipalities within Tuscaloosa County. The Republicans' amendment would also require a public hearing no less than 30 days before the vote. Tuscaloosa is competing with other Alabama cities for a $6 million mental health crisis diversion center. Probate Judge Rob Robertson says the city is a logical choice when you consider its history with mental health treatment facilities. I'm Don Hurtley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or or custom-shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Carving at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LLC. Sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We're wrapping up our time here together real quick. Joe, I'm going to ask you a yes or no question. Just real quick. I did the same thing just second ago with Hank uh, before we go. Is Alabama a number one seed in the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament right now? Right now, no. No. Wow. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Top three. Okay. Okay. Top three. I like it. Uh, Scott Van Pelt last night on SportsCenter, Joe Lenardi actually said, Alabama's moved up to a number one seed in his eyes. So, very big deal going on in Alabama. Football dominated. Looks like basketball is doing the same. Hey, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Martin Houston Show. Stay tuned. The fun continues on Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson, although both of them will be out today and tomorrow. So you're going to hear Inside the Locker Room with James and uh, Joe Gaither this morning. And uh, got some interns rolling in this morning. And uh, we're going to get them on the program as well. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, trust in the Lord always. Lean not on your own understanding. And as always, roll tie. Have a buddy.